All right, I'm here with Tom. We're going to talk about United. How many? Three? Palace nil? And yes. United versus Palace at the weekend. It's Palace double header. Exciting stuff. Oh, it'd, be, it'd be beautiful if they played as badly and, and, and cared as well. Oh. As they did. I know. Time. When was the last time, can you remember, that a team came to Old Trafford and gave fewer fucks than Palace? Uh, no fucks were it, given at all. It reminds me of the good old days under Fergie where kind of teams used to turn up and just look like they were beaten before they came on the pitch, which really shouldn't be the case against this United team. But it was just like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll kind of turn over and just give up before the, uh, the, the start of the game. But it wasn't fear, was it? I don't think they gave up because of fear. I think I they, they made a lot of changes and. I mean, a lot of changes, clearly. I mean, a few teams do this, don't they? I mean, the big teams in the Carabao Cup, they make changes because they're resting players for Europe or whatever. And some of the teams that are worried about relegation do the same thing because they'd rather focus on the Premier League. And so you do get this. And so I understand they made a lot of changes, but you'd think the players that came in would be like fighting for a place or wanting to show (laughs) that they deserve a place in the team. But I called it Big Sancho Energy on Twitter. They just... (laughs) Weren't going to, just didn't care. So didn't care. I guess it happens all down the leagues, really, because this competition, like, even if you're in League Two and League One, it's just a distraction from what you're really achieve, want, wanting to achieve in the season, which I guess is promotion yeah. or saving from relegation. The last thing you want, really, is these kind of games. It's kind of a bonus if we win, but we don't really give a shit. And right. that is, that. I feel like that's been the way of the Carabao Cup and... Since Fergie played the the kids, yeah, Port Vale. Yeah, pretty much. When, when, when mean, do we start caring was, about this competition? Is it the semi-final? I think uh, most teams probably, and, and including us, almost start caring when, yeah, quarterfinals probably, maybe, maybe is the semi. Sniffing a bit of trope, yeah. Yeah, and you kind of, yeah, oh, we're, we're really close to a trip to Wembley here. I think that's almost like the case for everyone, I bet. Like, obviously, we played Forest in the last, in the last semi-final. Last year, and I think they were pretty much the same, like playing reserves until and until they got to the semi final. These games are a bit of a drag, but but having said that, like it was an enjoyable night. Like I used to love it when and a few stories have when, come out of it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that's the pod over, folks. Three minutes, well done. <laughs> See you next time out. I used to love these games under Fergie, where like we could just kind of just watch it with with no stress and. Just knowing that we're going to get a win and seeing some youngsters get some time on the pitch and everyone kind of pulling in the right direction. It felt like a, I know we had a lot of youngsters and it was an easy task because Crystal Palace was so uh, unbothered, but it was, it did feel like a humble, hardworking performance. I think like, like, especially like from the youngsters and. Uh, I thought Maguire did nicely and Arna did well, which is nice to get. Him, him a little bit of confidence. Garnacho was yeah. good in patches. Palestri was good in patches. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, it was kind of just a nice, a nice little performance after, after very, after a lot of negativity over the last few weeks. Yeah. Well, that's right. The whole season's been just negative, hasn't it? Basically, mm-hmm. like off the field stuff, lack of sale, wife beaters, rapists, and people who can't be bothered to do press ups causing disruption. God defeats. It's just been constant negativity around the place, toxic nastiness, and and it's just yeah, nice to have 
nothing but positive stories yesterday. So I don't know what. So, so we can talk through the game and the goals, and then talk about a few of the new people who came in. So first goal from Garnacho, actually a really nice move. Starts with Mason Mount back from injury, yeah. who I thought had a really good game. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah, and like in central midfield with the switch out to the right sides with Palestri and who Dallo. Yeah. Dallo eventually made a cutback and Garnacho finished well. Nice goal all round, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was. And like you say, Mount played really well. He, he kept playing those switches nicely. And Palestri, Palestri's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he, he almost glides with the ball at times. Doesn't always, he doesn't beat that many men when he, when he glides with it, but he, He's direct and he takes the ball forward quickly and with purpose and in, in in a smart and intelligent way. It's just his final ball, which in this occasion was was good. Maybe a little bit behind Dallo and Dallo did well to kind of take it on. But if he can improve his final pass, which I think is a technique problem, really, it's like the way that he dribbles with the ball. He almost passes in the same in the in the same motion, really, and and it often yeah. goes haywire. Like. I, I don't know what his passing stats were last night. I, I, I suppose meant to check, but can't imagine they were too great. But but he got on the ball a lot, and he looked he looked like he was eighty percent a lot of confidence. And and that's what I I've spoken about this before on the show about Anthony. Like I know there's obviously loads of different stuff going on with Anthony at the moment. But what I liked about him as a footballer, despite all of his his lack of quality in some areas, was his bravery and. and the fact that he really wanted to get on the ball no matter how badly he was playing. And I think yeah. that's what a, lo- a lot of the youngsters can learn from as well. And that's that's hard to hard to be that brave when when things aren't going right. But I thought right. no matter how how not that he was giving the ball away every time, but he what he just yeah, kept going and get getting on the ball. And I guess that comes from starting last week against Bayern and then getting another start tonight. It is it will give him a little bit more confidence because th- th- we've seen him Flip in and out of the team on with substitute appearances, and we kind of like, oh, I want to, I want to see more of him, really. And then we we kind of playing McTominay out on the right or doing something else, anything but playing Plestry, really. So hopefully, these starts will give him a little bit more confidence and a little, it will give him a bit more yeah. bravery taking it on the ball. I do wonder with Tame Hag whether he wants two chaos agents in the in the team. Like, so yeah. if you've got Garnacho or, or Rashford on the left, they're both very, very direct and they do lose the ball because they're taking risks. And I know the Twitter sphere seems to get frustrated with Rashford. There's this kind of weird cohort of people who are like this idea that someone said on Twitter the other day, and I've seen it multiple times. Oh, he's the worst winger we've ever had at the club. He just got 30 goals for fuck's sake. I just, I don't <laughs> understand. I don't understand the mentality, but there's a large cohort of people. Who are very critical of Rashford and, and a lot of it is he does take risks and he's not a great presser, but neither is Garnacho and neither is Palestri, to be honest. And, and they're all players that want to go at the man and try and make things happen and they make mistakes. And Palestri yeah. does a lot of that, but I like the fact that he's direct. I just wonder whether actually what Ten Hag really wants when he gets to formulate his side with players who are not injured is a bit more control. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be not just a transitional side, not just a a team that makes stuff happen in the moment, but a play a team that can control the ball. And I think with Garnacho, Rashford, Palestri, Bruno, some mix of all these players. I know Bruno didn't play yesterday, but you don't have a lot of control there. 
So, but it makes for a fun team anyway. And, yeah. and Pelletri made something happen. He picked the right pass out for that first goal. And you're right, he doesn't always do it. Yeah. Second goal. I mean, I just wondered whether it was a penalty before that because attacker was made, but he went through the man to get the ball. Yeah. Like, and there's no VAR. So, in, I don't know why there's no VAR in the early rounds. I guess because there's a lot of teams that will have VAR installed yeah. and it's expensive for all the extra cameras and operators and stuff like that. But no VAR. So, anyway, United got a corner and, and Casemiro, top goal scorer for the season, <laughs> puts it in again. I mean, he's actually, he's pretty good in attacking areas, is Casemiro. Yeah. yeah. So we never really ace. saw at Real Madrid. He was ace last night. I mean, it's kind of his game, isn't it? When it's nice and slow and he can kind of yeah. dictate the play and, it, and yeah, he doesn't have to, or he's not getting overrun in that midfield. He played some lovely switches and yeah, that header was just, was just beautiful. And yeah, I, I'm always, I was always a bit surprised that he was even playing in that game in the first place, really. But I think having that presence around a lot of the youngsters and a lot of the new lads really helped everyone settle it. And also, he's such a great personality, isn't he? Like, he's he's quite infectious when when he's in a good mood. Yeah, like, he's not always in a good mood, but like when he is in a good mood, I think that that smile is quite infectious, and and his personality is quite infectious. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely worried about his physicality for sure. But mm-hmm. in a game like yesterday, where the opposition is not running past him or pressing him, then or you know, he doesn't have to do too much defensive work. He he stands out. Yeah, it's uh, not always going to be the case. And I, it kind of brings us to Amrabat, doesn't it? Because, I mean, he played left back nominally. I think he drifted into midfield quite a lot. Let, let's mm-hmm. let's be generous and call that uh, an inverting fullback rather than saying he completely abandoned his left back post and was ill-disciplined. Tight. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all last night. But we saw a little bit of him and what he's got. He's got a lot of energy. Good passing range. He didn't have to do a lot of defending because he doesn't really do a lot of defending. But a good addition, I think. I mean, like, what did we see? We didn't even see a, a full game of him, but good for what we saw. Yeah, and I think from what I know about him, he's quite a humble personality, and I think that's what we what we need right now. Those types of players who will give all for the for the for the badge, and I think. Like listening to Johnny Evans's interview at the weekend and hearing how much it means to play for Man United, that uh, we need more of those players at the club. And yeah, especially going through all this negativity about, well, associated with Sancho and you're seeing all this negativity associated with Rashford on Twitter and stuff. Just hearing how much it means to play for United, that like, there's nothing, there's nothing that kind of makes the heart twinkle more than hearing that as a United fan and, and, Someone like Amr- Amrabat, from all accounts, was absolutely desperate to play for United. He wouldn't kind of consider anything else. Yeah, waiting summer. a long time to, for that deal to get done as well. Exactly. So having someone like that who will give his all. And a little bit like the loan players did last season for for us. How they were, didn't all bring the highest quality in the world. I think Amrabat will definitely bring higher quality than what we saw from the loanees last year. But they all gave their best. They all yeah worked really hard for the badge and... Loved being in, playing in front of the Old Trafford crowd, and I think that's exactly what we'll get from Amrabat, which is really important, especially if the, yeah. all this kind of talk about fracturing the squad and not kind of pushing in the same direction and stuff under Ten Hag, like having people like that 
in, in and around and associated with the team is, yeah, it's hugely important. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's talk is cheap, isn't it? In Sancho's statement, he said he'd do everything for the badge. Well, all he has to do is say, yeah, I'm sorry, boss. Yeah. Work hard in training and in, and let his talent speak. Yeah. So it was, I was scrolling through Twitter last night and there was a, a like one of the coaching uh, accounts putting out some data on just how difficult it is to become a, a professional footballer. So I think their data was. One and a half million kids in the UK are playing football, organized structured football. 150 a year will make it to become a Premier League footballer. It is so in, infinitesimally small, the chance of making it as a pro. Almost more likely to get struck by lightning. And then you get guys who've got so much talent, they've made it. It's every, every fan's dream to be that good. And yeah. they fucking piss it away. Yeah. Why not? working hard i just don't i what what are you on to do that i just yeah. don't get how you can be so wasted just where and, and i know i'm like fully fully ted targs right here and maybe there's more subtlety to this and i realize and maybe sancho has been wronged in some way I, I don't know it doesn't seem like it at least from what but, we hear of the reports of exactly how the uh, argument went down but i just i just don't get it like even if you think you're wronged in some way yeah. and there's the, oh man the, like you said maybe there is more subtlety to it but what we see from on the pitch we don't see Sancho work hard and and if you look at all the best teams in world football all the best teams of the like, past 20 years pretty much all the Champions League winning teams of the past 20 years all of them work hard like you look at Man City like they work so hard they're when they play they're actually really humble like all of the players are really humble in the way that they they go about the process. You look at someone like PSG, they're the complete opposite and why they've been in such disarray is because they have players who've got massive egos who don't work hard, who don't press. And you can't win football matches. You can't win Champions Leagues this, like in this era without working hard. And if, yeah. if Sancho is trying to just turn it in and just thinking he's got the ability and the talent, which he has, I guess. Not that we've seen that much of the talent or ability actually for United. We've seen flashes here and there, but you've got to you've got to mix that with working hard, or else you're not going to achieve anything. And especially in the Premier League, like someone like Liverpool, like they might not have had the best footballers in the world, but they they work hard under Klopp, and that means that you can finish top four yeah. or getting around the top spots for, for the Premier League or win the Champions League or whatever. Look at someone like Jordan Henderson, like how far he went with such lack of ability, really. Uh, and, but he and works. the funny gate as well. When you yeah. when you waddle like that, yeah, exactly. you manage to yeah. make it. On, yeah, no, like, I mean, the, I'm being all stupid, the, All the players who used to play for United as well, like like Darren Fletcher and John O'Shea of bygone eras, like those players who had limited ability. Gary Neville. Even like, Gary Neville, yeah. Ability, limited ability but if you work hard you can get somewhere in football and like you say it, it like so many footballers make it from such a young out of the massive pool internationally that play but one of the things that can propel you is literally working hard and it sounds so basic sounds so sam allardyce but it's so true and especially like like i say you watch the best teams in the world they all press hard they all work hard their managers are so demanding of them you can't just turn it in every now and again. And that's what 
United have done for so many years now, thinking they're better than they are. And, and I guess the book, like it has to stop, like, and yeah. maybe this is. Well, standards, is right? Ten Hag has talked yeah, about exactly. standards. Yeah. Is it, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I do feel every time I say something like this, I do feel I'm being reductive. Like, like, yeah, I'm getting all Roy Keane, but in his <laughs> Roy Keane's autobiography, one of the many, he said, Fergie was always like, you work harder than the other team and your talent will get you the result. Yeah. And it's still a game where you have to run a lot and you have to work yeah, hard yeah. to be in the right position. <laughs> you know, you talked about Pep Guardiola. He doesn't accept anyone who doesn't fit into the team ethos. They're out. And of course they can yeah. do it because Manchester City can buy whatever play they want whenever. Yeah. But, and that, that's been the great advantage over the last 15 years that they can just swap players out that they want. And especially under Pep, do that a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Bin off players who are talented, but. He's like, it's the system and it's the team above everything else. Amrabat said something similar afterwards. He's like, the only way we get through this is by working hard and getting results on the pitch. And it's, it's again, basic, but yeah, absolutely true. And I think we'll get that with him. I, he, he definitely has his limitations as a player. This is not the reincarnation of Franz Beckenbauer or whatever. He, he's going to give us a good passing range and he's going to work hard and he'll work for Ten Hag. And Ten Hag said prior to the game, because he was playing at left back, that he'll play anywhere. Sofian will give you what I ask or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. And that's right. Yeah, need more of that. Yeah. But talking to Wallflowers and people who pissed their talent up the wall, Tony Martial scored a, a fucking blinding goal. <laughs> he, took that, he took that so well. I mean, like. Obviously, he wasn't far out from goal, but the way the ball bounces and he gets his foot up into that position with right, his wrong foot folly. as well. Yeah, yeah. it's a really, like a really well-taken goal. I don't think it was particularly great all night and it was kind of a, a typical Martial performance, really, of kind of what we've come to expect, like flashes of, of brilliance and then a, a, a moment of yeah, real quality. But yeah, it just kind of shows that how much quality that lad does, ha- does possess and what a great what a frustrating player. I mean, yeah. just so much quality if you could just stay fit and yeah. work hard. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it's I feel like we, not much we could have had that conversation at any point over the last, what, eight, eight years? How long has he been at the club now? It's a bloody long time. It's crazy, it's crazy how long he's been there. There was like a mid moment where he tried to do the, the same movie he did against Liverpool last night. I was like flashes back to that. That yeah. time where I thought, oh my God, we've signed an absolute gem back when, yeah, that did feel like that's what we were going to do quite often. But yeah, oh, man. But the positives that come out of last night are minutes for players who needed it, Varane, Mount, Amrabat, hopefully no fresh injuries. Mount came off, but I'm guessing it was planned to give him 45 yeah, minutes so. and an hour for Amrabat and an hour for Varane. Hope Touchwood, no, no fresh problems there. A few more minutes for the youngsters, Palestri, Garnacho, Hannibal, all needed time. Hannibal, perhaps not as good as he was in the previous game, but no. willing, isn't he? He can. Yeah. And again, like we've spoken about working hard, he brings that in abundance. I can't, I, I mean, oh, yeah, I'm almost surprised sure. he didn't get sent off last night. To be I fair. mean, he really he looked like him. he was going to have it. Yeah, every time he was chasing a player after he got his yellow card, I was like, "Don't foul him! Don't foul him!" Don't <laughs> yeah. Foul him. yeah, but he has, like I've said plenty of times before on this show, he has quality going forward and he has quality going backwards, and he works hard. He's tenacious, 
And that's what you want from a from a midfielder like that. And I think I think he'll bring loads to this team and like loads of energy as well. As been that's the reason why he played at the weekend, according to Ten Hagen. But bringing energy and quality together is such a and tenaciousness is 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 such a unique set of characteristics. I think, and it's if he can really like start to improve and get used to the the lack of space that's going to be in the Premier League when you play against Premier League teams and improve on his on his touches and become tidier in possession because he has as we we saw in we've seen in the 21s and we saw a little bit of Birmingham he has moments of absolute like true quality to add to all the rest of the attributes that he has and he could be a I think he I think personally he probably needs a loan in the Premier League because I don't think he's quite ready for United but why not? He's got the opportunity to to play minutes this season, and um, he has. Yeah, and we, I don't think he'd be. I think he'd have been loaned out if Ten Hag didn't have some kind of faith in him. Maybe he doesn't think yeah. he's a weekly starter. Well, clearly he doesn't. But he must have some level of faith, otherwise I think he'd be gone. Yeah. So, but I think his yeah. ceiling is high. I really do, and I've kind of always thought that with him. And I think he has the right mentality as well, which. Sometimes you see a lot when youngsters come through, they they almost seem a little bit overawed or a little bit scared. But he he's never never once thought that. A little bit the same with Garnacho. They're both yeah. tenacious. They both believe in themselves. They're a bit like that cockiness, which is this is a great trait. Yeah, bit of a dog in him. I I, I think mm. dog. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Another youngster who came on was Dan Gore. I, li- I mean, I've always liked to look at Dan Gore. He's mm. a functional player. I don't think there's a lot of fuss about him, but he does the basics very well. Yeah. Uh, central midfielder. I, I, he played a couple of times in preseason at right back. Comes to put that really lovely cross for who was it? Was it Van der Beek's goal? It was Van der Beek's yeah, goal, wasn't it? The, the volley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know whether he, there's no real room in the squad for Dangor right now. They've got a lot of central midfielders competing for, I'm not sure how many spots really, maybe one. And, and mm. so probably alone for the second half of the season would make most sense for him, but nice for him yeah. to get some minutes. I think he's got, uh, yeah, like no idea if he'll make it at United. Chances are probably not, but he's going to have a good career. Yeah, definitely. He, he feels like a maybe a lower league Premier League player, but he does, like, like you say, he's got loads of attributes and also he seems to have the right personality. And last night he looked, he looked good. It was an easy game to come into because Palace weren't doing anything. They just weren't really? doing anything. It was, it's really weird. I, they, those are, like I say, those are the games to watch from a United fans perspective, which are great because you're just watching all these like youngsters play. All these new signings play with like the other team not even giving a shit. It's, it was just so like weird to watch. So it was, it was nice for for him to kind of show what he's all about in on the first team stage, and he is really good. And he's not even had a he's not even had a loan yet. So like going to yeah. the championship and showing himself there, you don't know how much he's going to improve by going out on on loan. And yeah, I mean probably. Probably a lot. I mean, I think Hannibal yeah. grew up a lot last season, for sure. Became a, a more of an all-round player. And the fact mm-hmm. that I, I wouldn't three years ago, I would not have said he could play at number eight. Yeah, and he's done that a lot now. So it'd be good for him to to get on loan. I'm sure. Yeah. And then we'll see. 
but a part of the game here is not only is there a pathway to the first team, but it's a pathway to a career, but also yeah. it's a pathway to them cash because <laughs> you know, you yeah. need it. And, and yeah, if man. you can get players proving that they can, they can play at Premier League level, you get decent fees for them as a city and Chelsea have shown. And if you can prove that your academy doesn't stink the place out, although we're saying that on the night that the uh, under 23s lost 8-1. That's oh Bolton. my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was some good talent in that team from United's perspective as well. Uh, like, I, I haven't seen the game, so I don't know what happened. Club. But yeah, obviously yeah. it's on the same time as United, uh, the first team on it. But yes, like there's the, the team looked like pretty good. It's quite a humbling experience. Talking of players, the pathway to to transfers out. Dean Henderson. How many tears <laughs> were shed for Dino when he had to come off injured? I'm surprised there wasn't I more booze in the crowd, actually. Yeah, I shouldn't laugh. Kind of like a yeah. low-key rumbling, but... I wonder, I wonder if this whole experience of... I mean, because he's not really been playing for Palace, either, so... That was his debut, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sam Johnson is a good keeper. Yeah, obviously another ex-United guy. But I, I saw... He obviously had that little interview that he did... Like an exit interview, which De Gea didn't even get, but Henderson got one, and he kind of said, "I think my confidence is sometimes perceived as arrogance." Mm. No, it's just arrogant, especially when you talk about the club in such uh, mm. disrespectful way. But I mean, like we talk about the club in such a disrespectful way as well, because it is. About <laughs> yeah, but we're allowed to. Club, but... Yeah, it's our club. <laughs> we're allowed to say whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, and like there, there was a bit of. Kind of, I, I cut, there was part of me that did feel sorry for him when like 15 minutes into his debut. And it's a, it's the recurring thigh injury that made Forrest not sign him that kept him, kept out, him out since January. Months, yeah. So like you wonder, you wonder what's kind of going on there. But I mean, in the, in the 15 minutes before that, it's not like we saw and not that he touched the ball that often, but it's just like his, his ability on the ball. It's not like we kind of saw something there and gone as he kind of alluded to that, oh yeah, we're missing loads by not having you in the team kind of thing. He's, a, he's, he's always been a great shot stopper, but his ability with his feet is just, yeah, sorely lacking. And it's a shame that he kind of didn't realise, he doesn't realise his, his lack of ability in some certain regards. And it's just this weird trait with like so many English keepers. They have this like weird arrogance, like, it's really Ramsdale and Arsenal who's been taken down a peg or two, yeah. Yeah, Pitt Joe Hart. Hart. Yeah, the Hart being the great example. It is, I don't know, whatever. Maybe this country just breeds a certain type of goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, Hart, who's not exactly impressing at Celtic these days. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, got, they got hammered the other night, didn't they, in Europe? Yeah. Who else did we see? We saw Van der Beek. He is mm. alive. Contrary to reports. I was fine with Van der Beek. He just looks like he's scared of getting injured all the time. It's just like... Oh, yeah. Not surprised. He... <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. But like, he made a glass. He's almost, he, he has got that frame where you kind of look like, yeah, if you could kind of get a little poke, then you'll break. But it's the way he kind of challenges for, for like anything that's aerial or anything. It's just like, He's just like a kid who's just started playing football and is like really wary. But you've been playing football for like 30 years. Like it's maybe like the Dutch league is that unphysical that you can kind of just get around 
just passing the ball all day. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's never going to work out for the Beek. No, no. I mean, we've known for a while he's not going to cut it. Yeah. It's, they just have to find him the right kind of. I mean, I, I suspect what happened in the summer is no one was willing to pay a fee, or not a big one anyway, because of his injury record, and that's. I'm surprising he's going to have to demonstrate he's fit and that's going to be really hard because he's not going to get a lot of games no. for United given the options in the position that he would prefer to play. So I can't even, I don't I mean, even know probably what it's best for him and United to get him alone out of the club. Yeah. 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 Happen this summer. I don't know where he's go though. Like maybe back to Holland. Yeah. It makes kind of sense doesn't it, to maybe go back to Ajax, but yeah. yeah. He's just he just looks like a shit. Just somewhere where he man. doesn't Yeah. Or, or La Liga. Lower half. Yeah, maybe La Liga. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps we'll find out he's a wrong one and Getafe will take him on. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll get they'll take Anthony for us as well. It's just gonna, it's a parking place for Yeah. What did someone call it on Twitter, Andrew Tate Lawrence Fox up front. <laughs> Fox in the box. Oh jeez. Yeah, he's a wrong one too. All right, I think that's it. We've clearly run out of things to say. <laughs> so, on yeah. Palace, we've got Palace again on the weekend. I, I'm going to assume it will be that all the main players will be back, except I guess Elise's injured at the moment, but Edward, Ed, yeah, Edward will be back, and Eze, who came on as a sub yesterday, will probably start, and maybe they will give some fucks about the result of the weekend. Yeah, like. Well, who would think so? It's just weird kind of watching Hodgson just be so passive on the sideline. It's like he he wanted them to go out as well. He just, he just didn't seem I mean, to care. The guy's like 95. He should yeah. be in his well, slippers missed, and drinking some cocoa and he missed like, the game talking about the good old he was days. Ill as well, didn't he? Yeah, it was just, it's just such a weird performance. But like you, like you say, they'll, they'll show up on Saturday. They'll play completely differently. But... I mean, I still fancy us. Like, it feels like Palace have always been a team that that we get one over on. They, they've kind of just got a setup which is, I feel like, quite suited to the way we play. They're not a massive, like, not a high pressing team. They usually do sit deep against us, and that actually usually helps. It's easy when teams kind of come at us, we kind of struggle, especially at Old Trafford. Like, yeah, we we have a bit of confidence playing at home. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the makeup of the team. Now, I'm going to assume Ferran got, what, an hour last night? I'm assuming he's going to be fit. I don't know whether they'll want to protect him for Galatasaray on Tuesday or not, but mm. let's assume he's fit and he plays. Lindelof, I guess, will be alongside him if Martinez is still out. Left-back's an issue, but maybe that's... Yeah, left-back's an issue. <laughs> Because uh, Wan-Pazaka's out, so Dalo, Dalo Loki, I think, has been pretty good this season when he's yeah. So, is Reguilón giving me back for that? Yeah, I wonder. Was he? He was ill or in jail? Ill, I think. Yeah, ill. So maybe he's back and Reguilón will be back in the side. Dalo on the right. Casemiro and and who will Amrabat start in central midfield or will Mount? Uh, interesting question. Who's the fittest? He <laughs> yeah. That is it, isn't it? I mean, Amrabat got one more minutes, and if they're taking Mount off at half time, that's maybe, maybe an indicator that he can't yeah. do much more than that. Yeah. I think Amrabat, from an energy perspective, would be good. Like, I liked what 
we saw from him last night in that respect and also his like just shuffling around and, and getting on the ball was was nice like like as like you say Mount played well but I think Amrabat beside Casemiro will bring that energy which Casemiro balance, needs beside him whereas Mount yeah doesn't quite do that and also Mount doesn't well from what we've seen so far doesn't really have the discipline in that role which is yeah I think super important beside us by the current guys of Cas- current Casemiro guys yeah yeah and I, I'm guessing Rush would be back in the team he could do with a goal as well just to kind of kickstart his season Hoyland I assume will be back for Martial the right side is interesting I mean they could play Mount. He could play Mount there. I, I suspect that yeah. may be what's coming. I not maybe not at the weekend. Might not be quite ready, but uh, I think that's a live option for Ten Hag, given his need for control. And actually, Mount yeah. Mount's production is pretty good on the right hand side. He's not going to beat a man. Yeah. He uses the ball well, so that may be coming. So right hand side would be interesting at the weekend, whether it's Pulisic again or maybe Mount starts. We'll see. If he's fit enough, yeah. but yeah, Bruno will definitely be back. I'm assuming Rashford, Hoyland, and that's that's most of the team. I wonder there. if it's worth putting Garnacho. I know he kind of doesn't suit his attributes, so I wonder if it's worth putting Garnacho on the right just to try him. I'd like to see it. it. Ten Hag seems reluctant, doesn't he? Yeah, and also, he's not going to get in the team playing on the left, which is the big problem. Like he's he's never going to push Rashford out of the team. Like for all the hate that Rashford gets, like. <laughs> It's the best player we've got, like, uh, apart from Fernandez. Like the way that Rashford beats a man and his shooting ability, yeah. like there's no. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I, I feel like I'm arguing with the straw man when I'm arguing with like. Yeah, I, I just say just I don't engage silly. with people like that, but there's a big community. I just anyway, it's just so fucking weird. But yes, I'd like to see Garnacho given a go on the right. I just, yeah. I mean, I know he wants to, cutting inside and shooting like, like he did yesterday is, uh, clearly a major attribute, but he can drift into central areas. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he doesn't he can, have to be old style, beat a man on the outside, put a crossover. That's just. No. And like, I think he probably could have that ability to do it because he's, he's quick enough. Like you say, he will, I think he'd actually like operate quite nicely, like coming in and knitting things together a little bit because he has that ability too obviously he's rarely played there but i just think while we don't have many options on the right and his his playing time will be significantly reduced because of what we have on the other side it's it's, we might as well just try and give it a go and i think maybe an opportunity last night would have maybe been a good opportunity for that but right against palace against palace on on saturday there's not many better I, well, there will be because there are some bad teams in the Premier League this year, but there's, it's one of the more welcoming sides that are going to come to Old Trafford this season, I think. Yeah, well, I doubt we'll see it at the weekend, night, but, but yeah, <laughs> I still can't get over how pathetic they were. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Jaden Sancho can find a home there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's, uh, <laughs> all right. The, the other thing that starts at the weekend, is it, it's the Women's Super League, actually. Last time we spoke, I was like, ah, oh, the Women's Super League starts this weekend, and I was totally wrong. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Women's would, Super League yeah. starts this weekend. So, yes. <laughs> there was the end of the transfer window, wasn't it, I think, last time? Yeah, it was, it yeah. seemed to end really early. It did, yeah, before, well before the season actually started. So the United Women play 
on Sunday at Aston Villa Women. And we'll get to see live all the, well, we've seen, we've seen all the, the signings, but we'll get to see them in a competitive match for the first time. Which should be exciting. Yeah. I think they're a good team as well, aren't they? They improved a lot last yeah. year. They did. They did. And well, we've got, I like some big changes. Central midfield, defense, couple of signings. Gabby George was kind of interesting interview on MUTV where she's obviously a United fan. Dream come true and all that. Talking about people really, really wanting to play for the club. Giza. I, how do you use it? Gay, Giza? Is it Giza? Okay. I keep wanting to say Giza, but that sounds wrong, doesn't it? Like Giza uh, up is front. It a Giza? That's what the Gizas are on the floor in Yellowstone National Park, aren't they? Is it, pronounced, is it written the same way? No, it's not. G-E-Y-S-E, no. I think. Isn't there an I in a geyser? Geyser. Oh, sure. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But see, it's interesting to see how far United can go this season. Second last season, yeah. it looks like it's going to be very competitive Super League this year. Like Chelsea, the outstanding side, but City, United, Arsenal, all of similar quality, I think. And obviously United have got European. Well, they've got the PSG tie coming up in the um, middle of October, 10th of October, I think. And it's an interesting start to the season. United away at Villa, home to Arsenal, home to Paris Saint-Germain, first three games of the season. So got to start couldn't well. Get, couldn't get much tougher than that, really. Yeah, it's really tough. And yeah, it would be really nice to see us have a proper Champions League campaign, but PSG and qualifications really tough. Like I said, on it, it is really tough. Part, I mean, like, I think that's like old school Champions League days in the in the men's side when you used to get to really get tough, tough teams, ninety four, ninety five kind of stuff. And they've had they've had a couple of weeks head start as well, so they'll have had a few more games than United before that one comes yeah. around. So I'm hoping United aren't un- undercooked. I mean, there is a school of thought, and like, I just don't watch enough women's football, and definitely not. French women's football to, to be any kind of expert, but I've, I've seen people say that perhaps Paris Saint-Germain aren't quite the side that they weren't once were. And this perhaps isn't the best breed of Paris Saint-Germain, which gives us uh, some hope. It'd be really nice to see United go far. It's such a, like, to go out in the first round. Yeah. And the first time we're in the, in the competition. Don't be Arsenal, girls. Don't be Arsenal. Anyway, looking, looking forward to that. Other weekend as well. And all right. Any other stories this week? There's no crisis. I love it. No crisis. It, it, d- it does feel, yeah, this feels like nice and calm and a little bit tranquil at United right now for this week. And then we might probably lose it weekend. It'll all come pouring down or. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. And Palace beat us 3 0 Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't happening, surely. No, nice little, easy win, please. Just nice, please stay on this list. Nice little tranquil level. That's really like. All right, Tom, lovely to speak to you. Thanks for listening, folks. We will be back at the weekend. Patreon backers, sorry for missing out the weekend. Dan had to run. Religious holidays. We will do some Patreon at the weekend. Everyone, merch store. I actually still haven't put this out on Twitter because I haven't sorted the weird vanity URL out, but it seems to be working. People have been buying t-shirts. So nqat.com forward slash merch, t-shirts, mugs. It's a small selection of items at the moment. Let's just call it beta. 
merch store, but you're welcome to get your stuff there. Priced very competitively, given it's all drop shipping, not really making any money, but just a gift to us, from us to <laughs> you guys. Enjoy. So my beanie hasn't turned up yet, but I will be getting it soon and you'll all see it. I'll have to, got to wear the merch, haven't you? Of course. Show it off. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye now.